Well, let's start the show. Uh, first, this is the first episode where we're where we have a topic. So that'll be interesting. We're gonna we have a bunch of questions that you have about e-commerce, and we're gonna talk about those. And then we're gonna do our regular show as well, which is just kind of like you know, quick up, quick uh, quick review of chapter three of the book. So we're still doing Thomas Sowell. Do you know if it's Sowell or Sowell or? It's Tom uh, Sowell. 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 Okay. So with Thomas Sowell's book, uh, Disparities and Discrimination. So go ahead. What do you think? Yeah, so uh, chapter, I guess, what's this technique? What, what is it for you? Because I know we had that weird, yeah, you know. Different... For me, it was three. Okay, I think it was four for me. Okay. I think it was four for me. But uh, anyway, um, no, no, chapter three. So we're, we're in line. I think it was just that first one, two, sort of. So yeah, chapter three. So it was sorting and unsorting people. Um, so like anybody who reads this chapter, like, I think what uh, so well is, is saying or how I, um, you know, my perspective of it is that in society, right, like there's this there's this idea that, you know, um, there's a world of utopia out there where everybody is, has everything and we're all equal. You know what I mean? Like we all can afford the same luxuries in life. We all can, you know, have the same, you know, qualities of life and everything like that. Like almost in a sense, like, you know, society can be just like, you know, middle class, just everybody's middle class. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> I think what he's saying is in society, we've used like classism. I don't know if that's an exact word, but we've used that as a way to try and like you know fix some of the social issues that exist in society so for instance you know there's ghettos all across this country right um one of the things that i think he was pointing out and it's all statistical he gives like zero opinion in this it's just all statistical but when you gather the data i think the point that's trying to be made in this in this chapter is that yeah you can take you know 10, 15 people out of the ghetto and put them in a more privileged community that has more resources in that community. Um, but chances are you're not going to fix the problem. Like that doesn't fix the problem. A lot of times what happens is, you know, not that all people from the ghetto are bad apples or whatnot, but there is a more of a mentality in you know, uh, a mindset that hasn't been addressed. So if you just bring this mindset, um, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, but you bring this mindset to a community that is, you know, might offer more resources, you know, but it doesn't mean that all of a sudden I'm going to take to that community right away and I, it's going to make me better because I might have a different pre set of prerequisites. You know what I mean? Like he talked in the first couple of chapters, which those prerequisites is not necessarily going to help me survive in that type of environment, you know, but where I feel like and I kind of took from this is if instead of us trying to move people around and, you know, like make 
everybody like live on the same street in this happy harmony and i'm not talking race but i'm talking more of like you know i guess more like social status versus race than anything instead of having this one block where you know the poor man lives there the rich man lives there the middle class man and they all live on the same street like instead of that mindset i think probably what he's trying to convey and through the book is that the focus needs to be let's not move the poor people to the middle class neighborhood let's address the social issues inside of the poor community and try to fix that not just move them to another community and you know basically just you know like assume like oh all right they're around all these you know better all people so everything's gonna be great <laughs> yeah i think so that that's i think kind of the point of this show like from a really sort of high level right is that um we firmly believe you and i that our our different backgrounds and our different knowledge bases and the different stuff that we know is more valuable when we share it across each other right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it's and the whole point of like this new thing that we're trying where like every other episode we're going to be talking about like what is e-commerce and, and your journey into trying to set up an e-commerce shop is that whole concept of like here's a thing that Devin knows a bunch about here's a thing that Vernon knows a bunch about and we're going to try to meld them and see what happens I'm not moving to Philadelphia yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not just going to be like oh I guess I got to move and you're not moving to Colorado right mm -hmm, exactly we're, we're not changing the the circumstances what we are is we're trying to create the, the information and pass pass the information back and forth and i think exactly. it's a really interesting thing for me and the thing that i think i got kind of got me excited about this this coming up week is that not only are we going to do that but we're going to we're going to write it down mm -hmm. and so in theory the idea should be that it, it's it's not about where you are or what disparities and prerequisites you don't have or do have. Mm -hmm. We're still putting that information there. And then we're allowing that information from two different backgrounds to blend so that anybody can use it if it suits them. Right? Yes. Um, and, you know, like, yeah, discrimination is a thing. And, yeah, disparities are a thing. Like, we know those things, but the value is, and I think the values that he's trying to point out kind of in the book is like, it's not just like, oh, these people chose this and these people do this and these people, it's, it's more complicated. Mm -hmm. Everything is, and that checks out with everything I've learned in my life, right? Like you think like, oh, how hard is it to build a wall? Well, build a wall and you'll find out how hard. <laughs> there's, there's, there's quite a few bits and pieces that are in there that you didn't expect and like, that's the cool thing about learning and about knowledge and about becoming a better person and a better man. Is that you like you keep you keep peeling the layers of that onion. Um, yeah. So you know that I kind of took a, a similar thing away, right? Like it, it's not about uh, it's not about what you can just put down on a piece of paper and be like, oh, these people live here, so this we should do that. Like it's it's never going to be that simple. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it was pretty good. It, it definitely like. There were parts of it where I'm like, man, see, man, okay, that's why people, because they hear that and people immediately like, you know, when he states certain, you know, just like facts, right? Like facts based, you know, there's not a lot of content behind the reason why things are like this with him and in this book. 
It's all just, this is what it is. You know what I mean? It's just data. The book is literally just data. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, when he puts it like that and he just explains, like, all right, we, we try to use data and we think, like, oh, all right, let's just shift this here. Let's move Devin to Philadelphia and the show's going to be so much better. You know what I mean? Like, nah, let's focus on the show and let's do what we got to do for the show. You can be wherever you are. You can be in Japan for all I care. But if we focus on the show and we do the work, it, the show's going to be better. You know what I mean? So, you know, basically, America... Let's focus on the show, man. Get Focus on the people. <laughs> we don't need to move everybody around. You know, diversity is awesome when it's about sharing information, right, and yep. experiences. That's the best diversity you can have. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Uh, All right. All right. Well, let, let, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about e-commerce. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, I guess uh, let's jump in, man. So, uh, you send me a list of questions. Let's. Let's just start with with those in the order that you exactly. Can, so and, uh, we'll go from there. All right. So I guess I ask them just to make it clear. I'll ask them and you answer. Uh, I got my pen and paper here as well. For, for those of you who are listening, grab yours. Uh, what is e-commerce? All right. So um, literally any transaction that you do online, where you, where money changes hands, counts as e-commerce. From like a if Thomas Solo was writing about it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, like he'd be like, "Money changed hands," so that's e-commerce, right? So, so that's the high-level view, and um, we're going to be specifically talking about a different kind of e-commerce. So, uh, we're talking about essentially retail e-commerce, like just like that store, you know, on Main Street that's selling candles. Same exact thing, um, and just like that store exists. But, but you don't, but the person who sells candles probably doesn't own the storefront, right? They're mm -hmm. renting it. There's a similar concept that lives in inside e-commerce, and it's called SaaS, S-A-A-S. S-A-A-S. Yep, and that stands for Software as a Service. And when you're in uh, e-commerce, you're going to hear a lot about SaaS and a lot about apps. Those are like the two things. And they're basically, they're just the same word for the same thing. Um, and so there's e-commerce software as a service company that exists. And so the software is the software that runs your, your online shop, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And you buy it, so you buy it as a service. So you pay them $10 or $100 or uh, you know, $5,000 a year, a month. Depends on kind of what projects you're buying, right? or what mm -hmm. level you're buying. Uh, and then you do, you know, you, you buy the software and then you can run your store through the software. Make okay. Sense? Yes. So uh, to, to clear it up, you're basically renting a pretty much a storefront through uh, one of the e-commerce websites. Exactly. Your website is yours. Just like if you were to have the retail shop called, you know, Vernon's Candles, if you buy vernonscandles.com, um, that site's yours. Gotcha. So, so that part is yours, but the part that's not yours is the software that runs it, just like the part that's not yours is the building that you're renting. Gotcha. Bert, that's very clear. How about, uh, next question, what are the minimum requirements to start an e-commerce business? Uh, 
So there, uh, that's tough to answer because I'm like I'm not a lawyer, right? Yes. Okay. Um, gotcha. So so let's be like clear with I'm not a lawyer, but uh, really you could be a sole proprietor, which like in Colorado you just have to. Uh, it's literally $50, and in Pennsylvania, it's $125. Um, and I don't even think that you need to register as a sole proprietor like prior to starting an e-commerce shop. As long as you do it in the same tax calendar year, you're good. Gotcha. Uh, so you're, you, know, you, you sign up to the website, that's, that, to the company that's, that's renting you the site, the storefront, right? So uh, there's, there's really three of them that we should talk about, three companies, um, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, if you sign up for one of those, you pay them the fee, right? Or you, mm -hmm. you know, spin up their software, you, you, you do that, you have a domain, that's it. That's really all you need to do. Okay. Uh, so I guess the next question, you kind of answered it, but so you, do I need ALLC? All right. So again, with I am not a lawyer. Not a lawyer, guys. <laughs> Don't sue us. We neither am I. I guess I should put it on there too. Right, right, right. <laughs> but LLC stands for Limited Liability Corporation, right? Yes. So it means that if you're a sole proprietor, if you're Vernon or mm -hmm. Devin, you have a, a a business type that is, hey, this is my business. So like most of the guys who are like house painters or lawn mowers, those people are sole proprietors, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, let's say you have a sprinkler system and they hit your sprinkler system with their lawn mower and they break some sprinkler heads, right? Mm -hmm. As a sole proprietor, they're liable personally for that sprinkler head. As an LLC, the business is liable. And that's sort of the difference. Mm -hmm. So... You know, when you hit a sprinkler system, it's no big deal. But if you run over, you know, uh, your customer's foot, you know, yeah. maybe maybe that could be a big difference. So generally, there's a point where you don't want to be a sole proprietor anymore and you want to shift to be an LLC. And you can transition later on. You could do one for six months and one for five years and then switch over to the other. So it's not like uh, you need to be an LLC in order to start a business. Per clear, very clear. All right. All right, here's one that I'm sure everyone's interested in here. Uh, how do I get paid? Show me the money. All right, so it's different. Uh, it's different for each, each company. But the general rule is that you rent um, your storefront. This actually works the same as retail, just like you're used to. Mm -hmm. You rent the storefront from, let's say, Shopify. They're one of the big three e-commerce providers, right? Um, then, once you have your storefront, you need to set up some kind of cash register, right? Mm -hmm. um, and your cash register is going to accept payments just like you you would with a regular storefront. And the question is, is that let's say you're going to have somebody process your credit cards, right? Mm -hmm. So you set up a payment provider. And that payment provider pays you the same way that that payment provider always pays you. So if you 
you know, get PayPal to be your payment provider, they pay you on the regular PayPal schedule. Um, the nice part about a lot of the services, like Shopify, for example, Shopify tries to make it easy. Like specifically, they focus on people who are starting a business online. Like that's their main subset group of people that they're going for. So they have Shopify payments. So they have their own payment provider baked in, right? So yeah. you could just get you can. It's a one-stop shop. You can get everything. So, uh, but you know, then they'll have their regular payment schedule. If I recall, the last time I looked, uh, Shopify releases payments three days after you get paid. And whether or not you take the payment probably is different, right? Because you can schedule it. Gotcha. You, can, you can manage it with QuickBooks and like all the other like accounting software. But if I, if your customer pays you $100 for the thing that you're selling, that money gets released to you as a company three days later. Got you. So it's basically just to clear clarifies basically like, you know, any form of payment to like a bank. Like if you go into my store, you know, it, we probably won't charge that person's card until, you know, two days later. And I guess once that person's charge card is charged, then we will receive the funds. So yeah. is that similar with, with Shopify until the purchaser's card is charged and the payment is clear, you won't be able to you know touch or see that money yeah exactly yep. okay that's clear and i guess it goes directly into uh some form of account with shopify or um an account that you link up with shopify i assume exactly so you it, like normally the best way to do it is probably to like set up let's say you have a you know, a bank account with bank of america or something right like you, you link up your bank of america account you get everything dialed in and all those steps are really they try to make it easy to follow because shopify wants so let's say you do shopify payments right just like your like just like your store does uh american express right now right mm -hmm. when somebody swipes with american express it charges them uh, it charges the company a little slice, right? Mm -hmm. In order to take, in order to take the American Express pay payment, that that company pays a little fee, right? All that's a fee. Same exact thing works for Shopify. So Shopify wants you to use their software, so that you, when they, when you use their payments, you pay a little fee. Uh, so that's part of the, you know, that's a part of the cost of doing this. Gotcha. Um, okay. So how about one that I'm sure a lot of people are interested in here is how does shipping work? Um, well, all right. So there's like, there's basically three kinds of shipping, right? There's mm -hmm. you ship, you personally, Vernon, ships from your personal stash, right? There's a second kind of shipping where you have a relationship with a warehouse and that warehouse just ships your products that you ship to the warehouse. So let's say you were selling couches online, but you didn't keep couches in your, in your building. Mm -hmm. You could essentially have a warehouse, let's say in Kansas where warehouses are cheap because there's a lot of space. And that warehouse just sits around with your 10 couches. And when one of the orders comes in, you send the order to the warehouse, the warehouse, sends it out to your customer. So 
that's like a, a second type of shipping. And then there's a third type of shipping, which is called drop shipping, which is similar kind of to the middle one, except for you don't even own the couch. Like you're gotcha. literally just selling a link. You're selling the product that someone is selling and you ship the order to them and you make the least this way, right? You make like maybe, you know, uh, uh, 5% or something like that. Yeah. There's, they own the t-shirt, they make the t-shirt, they do all the stuff and they ship it to the customer. They just make it look like it's coming from you, even though in reality it's coming from the t-shirt guy. Right. Um, gotcha. In the cases that generally people should start like you, it's you're selling it, you're shipping it out of your own house. And they'll send you the information, the, the Shopify or one of the other ma major providers will send you the information for the shipping label. And you can either print out the shipping label or, you know, handwrite it. It all kind of depends. So it's just like mailing a regular product. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right. Next question. What can I sell through e-commerce? Uh, anything that's legal, let's say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shopify has some rules about what they let you sell, so they're they're not into letting you sell uh, stuff like um, they're not as as comfortable. Selling. Do you guys have in in uh, Pennsylvania like all the CBD oil and stuff that everybody's into? Uh, yes. So Shopify is less into like letting you sell CBD oil stuff because it's kind of like, are we sure that's legal? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like they're like, huh? Are you sure? So they're less into that, but there are other platforms that are more into that. Um, and then it's like tough on Shopify to sell like vaping products, right? That kind of thing. Um, but pretty much, if you're for for the case of you know, your business, we're trying to sell some, some spices, some rubs. Um, that's going to be no problem. That's 100%. They, they won't even ask the question. So, and you could sell, you know, shoes, hats, used products. Um, you could sell digital products. You could sell books. So you could sell literally anything you find in a regular store, you're going to be able to find uh, on an e-commerce site. All right. Um, what are your, what are the labeling requirements? Oh, um, it, I would generally say that your labeling requirements are, I am not a lawyer, <laughs> but so they're, they're probably going to fall under the same kind of labeling requirements that whatever your products are. So, you know, if you're selling sneakers, if they have labeling requirements, then you would want to do that. In your case, you're selling food, so you'll want to make sure that, you know, you have a label on there that says, you know, hey, this was produced in a facility that has nuts, right? Um, because it's going to be produced in your house, and your house has nuts on it. So, you know, there, I would say that they're going to be common sense. Shopify isn't going to be paying attention to that. They're not, they're not going to look at your label. Gotcha. Uh, they're going to rely on the legal system to uh, take care of that for you. Gotcha. So that would be something that, you know, for anyone who's looking to purchase food and just want to be all the way on the up and up, probably a phone call 
to the FDA or one of those, you know, that that are more versed in what the labeling requirements or even a, a pop into their email, I would imagine. I mean, their yeah. uh, website. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, you know, it's all going to depend, right? Like, um, one of the things that's a task that I've done a bunch of is in California, if you sell a product that, like, let's say you sell motor oil, right? Mm -hmm. If you huff motor oil, you're going to, you could get cancer, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So don't do that. But also, um, motor oil will... Uh, needs special labeling in California, right? So yeah. if you're selling motor oil to California, you need a special little like label on your website that says something about that. So yeah. generally, either don't sell stuff that's hard to label, at least to get started, right? Because when you get started, just like this show, we picked the easiest Thing to get started. Now we're 14 episodes in, and like we're getting more and more serious about it because we're getting better and better at it, and we're learning more and more. So the same philosophy applies for e-commerce, right? Get yourself the easiest way online selling stuff, and then learn more and grow it gradually. So your labels at first probably just you know put everything on the label for your product so that you can be as safe as you possibly can, and then as time goes on you'll figure out what the actual legal deal with the labels are and you can dial that in. Gotcha. Um, how do you make a purchase of an item from an e-commerce? So who who's purchasing? Like, how, how do you do that? How do you become just a customer? Yeah, uh, so it looks a lot like, like any time you buy anything online, right? Like, if you go to, um, like, almost any like if you go to like Reebok's website or you know um, you know some some hat website to buy a hat or a shirt or whatever anything you buy online most of the time it's coming from one of the big three providers which are so here here they are they're Shopify Magento and Big Commerce those are the three big sources of e-commerce right mm -hmm. uh, web, of e-commerce websites and so when you go to anybody's website, nine out of 10 times, it's one of those books. Um, and then if you go to Amazon, it's, you know, obviously Amazon, right? But it looks yeah. just like you're on their website the whole time. Um, so you go and you, you know, put in your credit card information and then it gets processed and you put in your shipping address and all that stuff essentially gets like put into a, you know, a database that Shopify keeps and then they give you that information, you as the shop owner, that information. So you're like, oh, you know, Bob bought a hat. The hat was the blue hat, number one, two, three, four, size large. And, you know, now Bob is going to ship off the site, ship off the hat to, you know, the customer that purchased it. So that, that's really what that looks like. And from a, from a customer's perspective, it's just the normal, you know, flow of buying anything online uh, and having it shipped to your house or to your place of business or wherever you're at. From a business owner's perspective, it's kind of different because your experience is like you get an email notification, hey, someone bought a thing. You go to your, your storefront, your little back office that you have, and there's like a little notification that says you have a pending purchase, 
and then you see the purchase and you take a look at it and you think to yourself like does this purchase make sense or do I want to refund it right if it's somebody from you know uh, some Eastern European country you've never heard of and they bought you know $8,000 worth of stuff to be shipped to Texas does that make sense <laughs> right? Like, yeah, 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 You know, you follow that same sort of common sense that's like just, just as if you were a shop owner and you were worried maybe is somebody passing a bad check or something like that. So you, you take a look at it. If it makes sense, you pack the order, you ship the order, and all that information for how to pack it, well, not how to pack it, like, you know, all that information, who's the order, who purchased it, when did they purchase it, what's their email address so you can send them a notification that says, hey, I just shipped your order, or hey, your order was received, we have a question. Like, all that stuff is kind of built into one of those platforms, whether it's Big Commerce, Shopify, or Magento. Gotcha. So from a customer's perspective, like, is there like an application that you, you know, as like a consumer looking to buy something on Shopify, do you like download an app and you have like almost like Amazon and you have like a Shopify app where you purchase stuff? Is it like a website you go on to Shopify that then leads us to like the next, you know, to like all the companies that are selling on Shopify? Like how do they know how to find you or even like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's actually an amazing question. And it's what next week, I guess, or, or two weeks from now, it's going to be, I guess, all about, which is like your, let's say just like, you know, we have the process in black and white .com, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, how does somebody find that website? Well, that's a, that's a challenge. How does somebody find this show? Well, that's a challenge, right? Uh, the show exists, but we have to do, uh, what it takes as you know podcasters and as people who have a website to get people to actually go there that's on us so you'll have the website vernonsfancyrubs.com or whatever and it'll be there and it'll look like vernonsfancyrubs.com nobody will know that it's shopify or big commerce or magenta mm. well people like me would know because i know how to like look at the website and figure it out but 99% of the customers in the world have no idea, A, that Vernon's Fancy Rubs exist, or B, that Vernon's Fancy Rubs is held on Shopify or BigCommerce or Magento or whatever platform is hosting that. Just like wow. most people don't know that, you know, the shop on Main Street can sell candles. Gotcha. So, that's crazy. So, Half the stuff we're buying now, or at least I can say I'm buying, is probably linked to one of those three e-commerce sites, like you said earlier. Because I'm thinking. It's, it's, it's more than half, right? Yeah. So either people buy from Amazon, which is, you know, you're buying through the Amazon app. Yeah. Or people are buying from a website because it's, you know, oh, they got it, saw an ad. They were like, oh, that, that makes sense. Or you know, a friend recommended, oh, you should go to this website to buy this product, whatever, you know, and those sites are literally 90 plus percent of the time held on big commerce, Shopify, or Magenta. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to nix one question that I had. I'll save it for later, but I do have, I got a couple more, Randy. Mm -hmm. um, so here's one that works is there an option to deliver on shopify like 
if you wanted to just, or better yet, two-parter. Is there an option to deliver on Shopify if you wanted to just be like, and is there also a way just to kind of sell and take orders locally and be like a delivery service? Like I, I saw on the news that more and more like restaurants um, due to what we're, you know, just coronavirus and everything that they're encouraging Shopify is like opening up a lane or becoming a lane for like restaurant owners to start like, you know, selling like, you know, restaurant deals and stuff like that for takeout. Is, yep. is, is that a thing? And how That's does that totally look? That's totally a thing. Um, it, it's different on all the different platforms, right? Um, but mm -hmm. the answer is basically, the simple answer is yes, you can do that. Shopify is built to let you, uh, Shopify, Magento, BigCommerce, they're built to let you take payments and ship stuff through, you know, UPS, uh, USPS, FedEx, whatever. Just take orders and send stuff. That's what they're built to do. So if you want to extend that functionality, right, to be like, oh, I only want to deliver to these three zip codes because that's my, I have a driver, and that driver goes and delivers to those three zip codes. That's a different set of problems, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. so you, you need to dial Shopify in to do that. Um, and if you wanted to say, oh, I only deliver in this specific window, like a restaurant would, right? So if you order, you'll get your order 35 minutes later or whatever. That's another sort of, you're extending the original intent of it. That's where people like me make money. Uh, <laughs> so, got you. So you pay a guy like me to dial in the site for it is generally the way to do it. Or you kind of configure it on your own or you're paying for an application um, that like lives on top of Shopify. So those are what I was talking about. Again, apps that like, just like if you have your phone and you want some app to play a game on, if you have your website, that your e-commerce website, and you want to add some piece of functionality, generally there's an app that'll help you do that. Okay. All right. So you get, so, so it would just be another, almost like a little, another third party kind of, you know, uh, move that you would have to do in order to make that happen. Yep. Gotcha. So the place that I, the place that I used to work, we did a lot of stuff for vaping, um, and tobacco stuff and whatever. And so we sold an app that validated whether or not the customer was 18 years old. Right. Hmm. So that app cost money, right? Because it mattered, right? It really mattered. Um, so people paid big money for that. So that was like a big part of how we made money. But for other people, um, you know, maybe you just have an app that collects email addresses. Well, that email address, you know, collection app, there's a lot of people that make those apps. So that app maybe costs, you know, $5 a year or it's free. Uh, or something like that. So kind of those, consider those the more stuff you want, just like in a retail store. You know, if you want a fancy display, you got to pay for the fancy display. Same exact thing. Wow. So basically, in the words of KG, you know, we got to get some basketball in here. Uh, <laughs> uh, anything is possible. Anything. Anything is possible. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's dope. 
Okay. It, it, it's pretty dope. It's pretty yeah, dope. it is. All um, right. So, you got so, any other questions for today? Um, you know what? Uh, not to di- well, yes, actually, yes. Mm-hmm. So, and I know this is probably a complicated one, but uh, what are we looking at in terms of cost to start? Not in terms of like your your product, but just getting e-commerce, the e-commerce side going. Sure. So the base cost that you need to think about are you need to have three main things. And I would actually argue you need to have four. Uh, but you definitely, let's say, need to have three. So one, you need to have Shopify uh, or big commerce, And we'll kind of leave Magento off to the side. So both of them are around 30 bucks a month. So, you know, not, not a lot, but not free. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're not a lot. There are some cheaper providers, right? You can go ahead and buy Wix instead or, or get something else. But you, you shouldn't um, because you're just going to end up with headaches that you don't anticipate now. So, you know, it, it's a, you pay a little bit extra. And that's the way to do it. So, you know, you don't need to get the, there, there are ones that cost thousands and thousands of dollars, um, but you don't need those either. So you can just, 30 bucks a month is for your Shopify or big, oh, yeah. excuse me, for your Shopify or big commerce. Just for those who are thinking it, are there, like, some of those other ones that, are, you know, other, like, you know, packages are there things where you can go through them and they also have like the people that would help you like, you know, get everything up and running and set up and started? Like, is that a package as well? Like where you would have like almost the assistance of a Shopify, you know, expert or something like that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, if you if you have money, people will people will take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's somebody out there that's, that's absolutely willing to set up a Shopify site for you if you want. Uh, it, it's not a good idea for 99% of people, and here's why. Let's say you told me, "Hey, man, somebody, you know, I, I was t- talking about this, and you know, somebody that I know was like, oh, I'll set that up for you for $250,' right?" Well, you give them $250 and they set it up and they do a great job, right? Well, then you need to change something. You won't know how to change it. So you as Vernon, you could pay out that money to to have somebody set it up. But since this is your first e-commerce site, I'm going to suggest you don't. Gotcha. Right? You you should figure it out and learn it and go through the pain and the frustration and the, <laughs> and the irritation of being like, why is that button there? Why did I why couldn't I find it? And you yeah. have to go through you have to go through all that because you'll pay two fifty to get it set up, but then you'll have to pay for somebody to change this thing and then pay for somebody to change that because you didn't learn the fundamentals. And gotcha. You know, like I mean, this is this trust the process show, right? So like, yeah, 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 yeah. you do gotta it. learn the fundamentals. So, you know, there's a million ways to do it. Every answer for every question you have can be googled by opening up Google and writing, "How do I add a variant to my product on Shopify?" And then you'll get a result. You know, and there's courses that people are trying to sell you for a thousand dollars or ten dollars, all the way in between. 
for how to set up your Shopify store. And there's YouTube videos where people are trying to sell you a course or a thing or a newsletter. Like, there are people trying to take your money for sure. So if you want to do it, you can. Um, but the process is blackandwhite.com. We're going to sort of answer all this stuff, and we're going to try to make it so people could, in theory, follow the process that you're taking. All right, sweet. So I guess the, the pull, put it all together is anything's possible. <laughs> do it yourself. And, uh, you know, start off uh, with with the basics, you know, in terms of labeling and everything like that. Try to be, you know, very, uh, you know, simple with the item that you decide to start with. Or I guess the, the business you try, to, you try to start with. Exactly. You know, so, all right, yeah. I'm ready. Homework, homework, right? What's my uh, homework? Yeah, yeah, we do have homework. Um, you know what? I would say that homework for this should be you have to pick a domain. Pick a domain. And name for your business. All right, domain. Oh, domain name and... Uh, you need a uh, you need to establish either a sole proprietor or LLC, which is you know as easy as opening up Google and being like, how do I establish a sole proprietor in Pennsylvania? All right, done. All right, all right. Uh, two weeks follow up. Two weeks we'll follow up on this, and then we'll next week will be our regular like chat and update show. All right. Oh, by the way, just for the for the audience, is there a place you would recommend to get that domain for the audience that's trying to follow along? Like a like a is it just go to like GoDaddy? Is it like where where would you recommend? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you should only ever buy domains from Google Domains. Google Domains. Uh, and not that you can't get domains from other places you can but unless you're me and you're a developer and you know what you're doing you should <laughs> make your life easy and just buy it from google you're paying a little extra but okay you're you're not gonna run into some weird headache buying it from godaddy or something so um as a fyi there's a services tab on the process of white black and white dot com where you can go and you can see links to where to buy the domain, how to pick between Shopify, e-commerce, or Magento. Like all that stuff will be there um, as we go through this process. So I'll keep adding to that so it becomes a resource that people can visit, and uh, you get your domain from the pro from Google Domains. All right. Well, all right. my friend, another great episode. I'll all see right. you uh, or talk to you next Tuesday. All right, talk to you Tuesday. All right.